I'd like to thank Commissioner Bob Armstrong of Smoky Mountain Wrestling for giving me the opportunity to talk to the fans a little bit. Now, I got a little story to tell, and I'd like for y'all to sit back and just listen. All y'all know for the past two and a half years, I've competed in World Championship Wrestling in, out of Atlanta, Georgia. And y'all know for the past year and a half, the side of the fence I've been on, well, I'd like to enlighten you on a little story here. When we first came in there, I was, I was one half of the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, and we signed a contract for more money than I've ever seen in my life. And, man, we got in there, and things were going good, and we come that close to being the United States Tag Team Champions and even closer to being the World Tag Champions. After we've been there about a year, I guess, some of the corporate people, the non-wrestling people, I might add, approached us and said, you know, guys, you just... Your outfits, you just don't look flashy enough, and we just don't really want that redneck country boy uh, style. And, and, you know, we would really like for you to change your name and maybe, you know, brighten that outfit up and get it, you know, get a nice, shining outfit and, and be cowboys and, and uh, take you away from that southern boy. It's, it just felt like they didn't like the fact that we were from the south and represented the south and, and what we stood for, and they wanted to change it all together. And... Even, even where we're from, want us to say that we were from Cheyenne, Wyoming. Now, no offense to the folks that live out there in Wyoming. I've never been to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and I don't reckon I'll ever go. But, uh, you know, we, we did that, changed our name to the Young Pistols. And, uh, man, they started sending us to these towns up north. And, and uh, I've never been up north before, and, and things are fast-paced. And folks up there are just uh, ain't, ain't and that good old southern hospitality. And uh, they didn't really like us, and to tell you the truth, we didn't really like them either. And when we started getting, man, we started getting bad vibes up north and even down south, people didn't understand. Why are y'all called the Young Pistols? Why are y'all not the Wild-Eyed Southern Boys, which we had been for the past five years? And uh, we couldn't answer. You know, we couldn't answer. They said we had bought a ranch in Wyoming, I mean, in Cheyenne. I mean, come on. So pretty soon... We got all these bad vibes, people saying foul things. We started hollering back. We started forgetting where we came from. We started forgetting what got us to where we were at. And we started, just, if you can't beat them, join them. And we changed our ways and just changed everything about us. Bullet Bob Armstrong called me one night, and he said, Tracy, he said, you know, you've been like a fifth son to me. He said, but you're headed down the wrong road. He said, right now, everything looks good. And I said, well, oh, yeah, everything looks good. I said, I'm one half the United States Tag Champions. What are you talking about? And he goes, yeah, it all looks great right now. He said, but remember this. He said, when you ride on that asphalt, you got a lot of riders with you. But once you run off in that mud, we'll see how many riders you got. As you can see right now, I'm on my own, and I don't have any titles. And I'm going to tell you this. After a while, I started looking around and seeing what this was doing to me and that I wasn't true to myself, I wasn't true to my family or my friends, and all the money in the world is not worth that. So I left that situation, and now I'm in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, which covers throughout all of East Tennessee, Eastern Kentucky, Virginia, and West Virginia. And I'm there, and wherever you see that logo, SMW, Wrestling, the way you like it, you will see the wild-eyed southern boy, Tracy Smothers. And I'm going to do my dead-level best to show the millions of people out there watching this TV right now that I wasn't raised to be the top 
person that you saw the past year and a half. The old saying rings true. You can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. And these colors don't run. So wherever you see me, you will see the wild-eyed southern boy. So remember this, and this is my motto, and it always will ring true. I'm American by birth. I'm southern by the grace of God. I'll see you at the matches. Welcome into a edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. It's very special TWT. I'm Jonathan Hood. Today, our special for TWT is regarding the life and times and the celebration of pro wrestler Tracy Smothers. Tracy Smothers passed away at the age of 58 with lymphoma. And what a wrestler he was, traveling from territory to territory and really became a big name on the independent circuit for well over 15 years. Tracy Smothers started off in Continental Championship Wrestling, wrestled a little bit in Florida as well, then made his way to World Championship Wrestling, wrestled a little bit for USWA in Memphis, and was really a big name for Jim Cornette's Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And as I mentioned before, a guy that really was on the independent circus a lot, along with, by the way, a really fun stint for him in ECW, where it really opened up his personality in a big way. So as we record this, I heard that Tracy Smothers had been dealing with lymphoma and then eventually passed away as we record this here on Wednesday. And so we'll look back at the life and times of Tracy Smothers. Very interesting career for him. I remember personally, the first time I saw him was with WCW and his tag team partner, Steve Armstrong, the wild-eyed Southern boys, they put on a heck of a show and they had a lot of great battles with the Midnight Express. We'll review a match they had at the Great American Bash going back to 1990. But the thing I'll always remember about Tracy Smothers is he always seemed like he was an Armstrong. You heard in that opening promo from years ago, him talking about Bob Armstrong. And when I saw Tracy Smothers, I said, boy, he seems like an Armstrong, like a fifth Armstrong brother. Of course, the Armstrong's very famous in professional wrestling for many years. And that's the thing I'll remember is that he was just a solid wrestler. And I'll never forget the wild-eyed Southern boys turning into the Young Pistols. I remember that as well. But his name just resonated 
all throughout the South and also in the Midwest and also the Northeast because he kept wrestling all the way up to about 2018, 2019, about a 15 plus year career on the independent circus after all those stops in the WWE and ECW and the WCW, he continued to keep his name alive. Now, if you want to learn more about Tracy Smothers, he has a ton of shoot interviews all over the Internet on YouTube and other places. So you can check out some of the great stories that Tracy Smothers have had to uh, share with so many. But on this podcast and the celebration of the life of Tracy Smothers, we will go back to when this man was actually wrestling a bear. Yes, wrestled a bear uh, in Continental. So we'll hear a little of that. Also... Those great tag team matches he and Armstrong had with uh, the Midnight Express. It was so much fun. So we'll go back and review that. And also, of course, Jim Cornette had Tracy as a Smoky Mountain Wrestling Heavyweight Champion for a short time and spent a lot of time in uh, Smoky Mountain. So we'll hear from Jim Cornette regarding uh, the career of Tracy Smothers and a lot more as we talk about the late Tracy Smothers meant so much to so many people around the independence, around ECW and so many other places. Tracy Smothers, we talk about it right here on TWT. So for an eight year stretch between 1982 and 1990, Tracy Smothers wrestled for Continental Championship Wrestling for the um, Tennessee stud Ron Fuller and wrestled for the Fuller family in Continental. And that was a Southern-based promotion. He also wrestled a little bit for the USWA, a Memphis-based promotion, before he was able to go to WCW. But he had a seven, eight-year run, but it started in Continental. And so Tracy Smothers had a number of opponents. It's one thing to take on the Wildcat Wendell Cooleys and taking on the Stud Stable, which was a formidable unit back during that time. But what is it like when you wrestle a bear? This actually happened. Yes, Tracy Smothers wrestled a bear in the mid-80s in Continental Championship Wrestling. Gordon Soley narrates what happens between Tracy Smothers and the bear on an edition of Pro Wrestling This Week. Mothers taking the place of uh, Wildcat Wendell Cooley, who was injured. Bears, of course, are natural wrestlers. No question about this. They uh, instinctively know a snap mare, a leg sweep. Uh, they don't know some of the finer holes, uh, such as a figure four or what have you, but uh, all of the basic holes are natural with them. And this bear, although he's very amiable by nature, uh, once he gets uh, competition, uh, stand-up competition going, then he just naturally wants to wrestle. And you can see there, he went for a leg sweep. Uh, Tracy Smothers going for a, a side headlock, and the bear very quickly countered that. Now Smothers in behind him once again, gets him over on his back, and uh, the bear, obviously frustrated at this point in time, very quickly rolls over. And uh, once again, the bear was on his back, but only momentarily. 550 pounds of supple muscle. Notice now how uh, Tracy Smothers moves in on him once again. Now, uh, the last thing in the world he wants to do is get uh, this 550-pound uh, grizzly upset. Good, good move by... Uh, Smothers that time took the bear down off his feet temporarily. Smothers moves outside the ring, and uh, he's getting a brief rest. But there's a big argument going on here as the time limit has expired, and uh, the bear has not been able to score a pinfall. 
a dirty Dutch Mantel, totally upset, totally concerned over the situation. A lot of money was riding on the situation. Mantel is the loser, and Tracy Smothers uh, comes out uh, not as a victor, but as a tie. (laughs) Yes, that actually did happen. And you could see that wrestling match, if you want to call it, on YouTube. Tracy Smothers wrestling a bear. I'm sure Tracy Smothers had some thoughts about him wrestling a bear. And by the way, uh, there was no muzzle on the bear. That's also kind of weird, right? He's wrestling a bear, and there was no muzzle on the bear. So the bear's mouth was wide open while Tracy was wrestling this bear. Fall State, Volunteer State Community College. And Ginger was the original wrestling bear. Okay. And Ginger was a black bear. She was older. She was 750 pounds. She had a muzzle. Of course, her claws were cut, you know, and everything. Yeah. You signed a waiver before you wrestled. This was in 1983, 82, maybe 83, early 83, something like that. It's three years before when you see them read YouTube. Yeah. And 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 uh, and, and Ginger, I, I, you knew who that that was around, you know, in that area. You know, and it was a big deal. It was at a big bar in, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I remember this. I was wanting to get in the business, and that and I saw that, and I go, man, I love bears. You know what I mean? I love animals. You know, and and, and I was like, I try that. I want to try that. I kind of did it, and then somebody dared me. I kind of, I guess, sure. So one of the guys had one of the big passenger vans, right? We got like 12 guys in there, met up somewhere, and did. And, and I didn't drink. So so I drove the van. Yeah. I drove one of the guys' dad's work van or something, you know? Yeah. And a bunch of us went to that bar. Well, we go there, and, and it had eight people. They wouldn't let no more than eight people uh, wrestle the bear. You had to sign a waiver. And you sign that waiver and says they're not responsible for whatever happened. That makes you think a little bit. You know, this was 1983, early 83, 82, something like that. Um, so I signed that, and I, some of the Middle Tennessee State University, Murfreesboro, football players come down. Yeah. Big old boy, offensive tackle, 6'4", 6'3", 6'4", 260, Big boy, uh, maybe he was with Division One or, or, or small college All-American or offensive tackle, something like that. Pros looking at him a little bit. He was real tall when he got into college. He wasn't heavy, but he put on muscle, you know, you know, and uh, you know, was a prospect. You know. He was the first one wrestled the ginger. Ginger was the oldest bear. Ginger was the toughest bear of any of them that ever was and was had been there. The guy that owned it had a cattle prod. And if somebody got out of line or she wanted to pet it might be big buzz ginger, you know, like that. And he told us, he said, You get cute with my bear and he said, I'm gonna cattle prod and she's gonna tear your ass up. That's what he told all of us. He's like going, Oh God. <laughs> you know, you sign that right. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm eighteen years old. You know, you know, or, or, maybe I was nineteen, nineteen or twenty, something like that, you know. Yeah. And uh, it was a year or two before I got into business. Everybody's 82. Yeah, 82. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you're, you're sitting there and you're going, wow. You know, and he had a badass cattle prod, too, you know, and, 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 and Ginger, you know, was older. And, but but uh, she was what they called her the shooter bear. Well, this guy that played it, he said, don't tackle my bear. And he says, don't tackle my bear. And he said, don't punch my bear. If you do, I'm going to turn her loose on you. That's what he taught us. I'm like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. So the one big old boy, he's pretty cocky. He's girl, you know, college, you know, campus, you know, a lot of uh, students to watch him. 
he screwed up, man. He he Devin, he, he went down a three point right when they were getting ready for, to, to count it down. Five, four, three, two, one, go. He went down a three point stance like he's coming off the ball and going to tackle that bear or block him or whatever he's going to do. He didn't make it. And he come off and he's come off low like he would. That bear leg sweeped him so fast, took him off his feet so fast that it was in, it, it was right when that guy did it went down there. He goes. And he hit that bear in the butt, boy, boy, she, and took him down. The guy went straight back at the back of his head. And they told us, they said, if, if uh, um, she gets you down, turn your head, because she didn't put your hands up, because she's trying to bite you. Well, he didn't have time to do it. He hit the back of his head, blood went everywhere, and she was right on top of him, wham, and broke his nose. Back of his head, <laughs> knocked him out, broke his nose, pushed his name down, his nose up to his brain. He never played it down a football again. They ambulance carted him. That's the first thing I saw. And I'm not exaggerating. And it was like that. And that guy just was like, just a barroom floor. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just, yeah, just a big barroom floor. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't a ring. Maybe it was a ring. One of them I did was was, uh, was just a barroom floor. Yeah, because if he split his head open, it must have been a barroom floor. It was a barroom. Yeah, that was a barroom floor. Yeah, yeah. The one in Louisiana. Yeah, that one was a barroom floor. The one in Louisiana uh, was in a, uh, just a boxing ring, you know, and then and, and the one that I did on YouTube was a pro wrestling show. Yeah, that one was in a, in a barroom floor because he hit the back of his head, blood went everywhere. He was on top of him, bam, right there, broke his nose, pushed his nose up to his brain. He never, he never played football again. Ambulance, he was knocked out. Blood was everywhere. I mean, he's the man's on his back, bleeding from the back of his head and bleeding his nose, just blood, just going, just like that. And you're sitting there and everybody's going, fuck this. And me, right? I took out, I, went, I had the keys. So I took out running to the car and all the guys, 10, 12 guys. No, motherfucker, you're going to do it. You said you're going to do it. You're going to do it. You already signed that. that blah, blah, blah. We, you know, they were taking bets and all kinds of stuff. You know, you know, guys, you know, you know, college, right? And, 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 and I'm like, no. And I was laughing. Though, but I wasn't really laughing. I was like, no. And then, so I watched everybody. And I never drank a beer in my life yeah. before then and I drank, I drank got this shot and I, I was I was like on it and I was doing a little coffee and then I was studying watching I thought well my best offense is a good defense I went three three minute rounds with her and just not just because the Bears were kind of playing but if you get with them you know I mean you know it's, but I made it three three minute rounds with Ginger and that's just with her that was 82 86 I worked for Bill Watts, uh, Old Mid South, you know, which was Oklahoma, part of Texas, uh, Louisiana, all Louisiana, and uh, part of Arkansas, part of Mississippi. Uh, Nick Adams had bear, seven foot, fifteen hundred pound grizzly bear, uh, huge. And you know, this has been a few years. We worked Alexandria that night. I was single with a big, huge bar. They called it the lighthouse, but they called it the fight house. I mean, it was crazy. A big old warehouse it used to be. Huge bar. All those Louisiana boys, you know, and, and the boys, you know. And uh, after Alexandria, they had a big party. And you knew the bear was going to be there, right? So we had a pro wrestling show, and a lot of people went there. They went to the bar afterwards to watch that. And I can remember uh, Duggan, Doc, Terry Taylor, 
a lot of the boys, you know. And, but I was with, uh, remember Chavo Guerrero Sr.? Yeah. Yeah, Chavo Guerrero Sr. and DJ Peterson. God rest both of them. So uh, I was with those guys. I kind of ran with those guys, you know. Yeah. Tommy Gilbert, I used to travel with him some, Terry Taylor some, you know. And, those, and, uh, and I was an expert, right, because I've done it before. And I'm going, and I'm watching those because I didn't sign up for it. I was there on nice clothes, and I was out and single, you know, in 86. And, and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, so it's, I'm like, I'm going to job. I'm like sipping on a beer right there, and the guy got me a beer, and, then, and I told him I'd done it. You know, nobody really knew about it. And I said, yeah, I've done that before, man. I said, these guys are crazy. If they go out, they stay away from them. Just stay away from them, you know. And I was an expert, right? I'm like sipping on that beer, and they kept peeing the beer a little bit and a few shots. Well, I look up, and they don't like the seven, eight guys to, to wrestle with bear because the bear gets tired of playing. So number eight, who they call? They called me. They ripped me. They put my name in, and I'm like, no, man, I don't want to do that. Hell no, I got my fever on. I'm now, he said, I'm trying to hook up. You know, I was talking to this girl, tall, blonde, you know, and, and all, you know, and the whole bit. So, yeah, I got I got in there with, with and, uh, and, you know, bears wrestle, you know, they're playing and do. That's yeah. a natural thing. They just play around and they are. And the harder you try, the harder they will do. They're not there. You don't piss them off. Yeah. And, and I was sitting out trying to get away from them and something did. And boy, he was leaning on me, just 1,500 pounds, seven yeah. foot tall. And I couldn't get off, get him off of me. And in some way I did, I come around and I come right into him. And my, my head got him right in the stomach. He was up close to the rope, kind of, yeah. kind of playing, you know. And however we ended up and did and, and come out of it. And I butted him right there when I did. And I did. That bear cinched up on me. And I went, went, whoa. And it's just like it went from playing the strength and the size to like, you know. And it was it was trying to bite me. And I had my head, you know, and, but it had its back to, uh, had its back teeth. You know what I mean? It didn't have a muzzle, and it couldn't really do it. I had an air, and I'm like punching and punching, but it's like a baby hitting a uh, man, you know? Yeah. And Nick Adams on the bear, and he used to pro wrestle, and he had that bear from when it was a cub. And I didn't do it on purpose. You know, it just that happened, but my head got it like, almost like spun around something, and bam, well, right in the stomach, that bear went right there. And I never, in my life, I mean, it, 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 it like snapped. I thought he snapped me in two. And I'm not kidding you. And he wondered why I'm limp. But honest to God, yeah, yes, yes. And, and uh, I was screaming, get this motherfucker. I was hitting him, bam, headbutt him, everything. And just, Nick jumped on him, just dove on him, and had the chain and run around him, and he went right to play him with Nick, because Nick raised him from a cub. And I'm like, it was in that buckle, right? Well, I'm booking to get out of there, and I had on nice clothes, and they looked like a street fight. It was ripped off of me. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, it was, you know, and then and, and, uh, sweat blowed up, and I'm booking to get out of there, right? Yeah. And, and that bear was from... Uh, to my side was in that was in that uh, turnbuckle right there, yeah. and 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 it's no fish story, and and I heard and I saw look at me the side of the eye, and I was to get out of there, you know, hard as I could go, and and I heard it go fuck out and just roared and come at me, and you know they can outrun a horse for like twenty yards, they're that quick, and I got out of the ring, took a hell of a bump on the floor. I shit my pants, uh, and and and, and uh, like, I thought I had a heart attack for a minute. And everybody's laughing at me, pouring beer on me, and the boys, you know what I mean, you know. And then and, and, and some of the guys we knew, the bouncers, some of them, yeah. you know, and, and stuff. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was all in good fun, but it wasn't funny to me. And I had to, I, thank God, I had my sweats and t-shirt. I brought raw with me. Did I had to go clean myself up? And did you yeah. pick up the? Okay. <laughs> Jeez.
This guy really enjoyed wrestling bears, apparently, Tracy Smothers. He had experience with it, but I mean, I would never let the boys rib me into wrestling a bear. And it happened. Strange, strange stories, right? Well, now we move on to WCW. And the Midnight Express, my favorite tag team of all time, always had some great matches. Was it with the Road Warriors or the Fantastics or, of course, the Rock and Roll Express? But what about the wild-eyed Southern boys? What about Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong? They had some really good matches in the 90s. Let's go back in time to the Great American Bash in Baltimore. There it was. Jim Cornette's Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane against Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong. Really, really solid match. Over 20 minutes of great tag team wrestling at the Great American Bash. Jim Ross and Bob Cottle are on the call for this one. Really, really exciting match between these two tag teams. Don't want Smothers to make the tag, quite obviously. That's right. They're going to try to keep him in the ring right now if they can. Work on him, wear him down. they got to wear one of them down. Got them both off balance. Now here's a chance to make the tag. He's rolling towards his corner, and he tags it on. 
great, great tag team action with Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers against the Midnight Express. You know, it always comes down to money, like in any business, including professional wrestling. And so Tracy Smothers thought that the wild-eyed Southern boys were not getting the money that they deserved in the NWA. So they decided to just leave. Which, you know, now you look at it, come on, Bobby and Stan were, 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 were hot. Bobby and Dennis were phenomenal, one of the greatest heel teams ever. Well, we didn't get near what we got, what they got. We got we got paid about 800 bucks. I don't know what they got, but I heard four times what we got, you know, and they deserved it. I'm not saying that, but we just felt disrespected. We were, we were you know, we'd been six months, you know, and, and, and the promises and this, us, and we knew after the bashes was when they were going to bring us up that wasn't going to be good on the B-Towns. We were honored to work with Bobby and Stan, and some of them guys weren't making money, you know what I mean? And, 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 and uh, on the B-Towns, on the were B-Towns. that much better, I guess, down in Florida? No, they weren't good in Florida either. It wasn't good in Florida either after the developmental started. So felt disrespectful. That and, 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 and knew that, you know, that it wasn't going to work. And we knew we were going to go work for Crockett and starve because you're on the road. Back in, they didn't pay your hotel, rent a right. car. They didn't pay any of that, you know. So you, you, you could be up north like it is. The cost of living appears higher. You'd be going up there a lot, not making good. And you, you almost come in the hole sometimes. Sure. So we walked. It's spur of the moment young. Steve wanted to go his family. I miss my girlfriend, Denise Carruthers. You know, and, and, you know, I mean, young guy, 1987, I was about 23, 24 years old, you know. Now I'm 50, I feel like 100. But, but anyway, and, and we walked. We did. We walked. Always comes down to money, right? So now we go to 1993. Jim Cornette is running Smoky Mountain Wrestling. It's a really interesting juxtaposition between Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman. How Paul Heyman's running ECW a manager in the business and has his own promotion. Jim Cornette has his own promotion with Smoky Mountain Wrestling. And so Jim is running Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He has a show called the Bluegrass Brawl going back to 1993. He also has Tracy Smothers as a champion, but it's a short-lived run as a babyface for Tracy Smothers. Jim Cornette explains his really working with Tracy Smothers and what that was like during that time on the Jim Cornette drive through podcast with Brian Last. Well, first of all, and it's funny, bring me back to this subject if I forget, but it's funny, he says it's the best book show, et cetera, et cetera. But no, it, it, it just worked out that way that, that, that we did it that way. It wasn't really anything to say that Tracy wasn't a success as champion, but in actually in, in what we were in with the personalities we were in and what people were buying, it seemed like they would rather see Tracy chase it and win it than hold it and defend it. You know, you got, we wanted to keep heat on the heels and have Tracy fight from underneath and et cetera. So it just worked out that way. And also, as your promotion ages, sometimes, unless you find a fucking superstar, your title reigns are going to get shorter because there was there was a need to establish it at the start. Uh, I couldn't get Brad Armstrong, but and I don't mean that as a knock on Brian Lee, but I wanted to have a babyface uh, champion at the start, but somehow, you know, try to get him over. And then when it became obvious that probably being the top babyface was not Brian's fit, and he later on was great as the heel tag team champion, 
I decided to put as much heat on Dirty White Boy as possible and run him through a program with Tim Horner and have him retain the belt over different people so that uh, Tracy could come along and win it and that theoretically would get Tracy over. But then Tracy didn't need to... Tracy was popular. He didn't need to hold the thing. It almost was better if you fucked him out of it and people wouldn't see him get it back. Um, But as far as best book show, if you asked me for one thing that I would do over one finish that I would do over in any big smoke, any smoky mountain wrestling show, but especially a big one, it would have been, I, I fucked up and did the wrong finish in the main event at that night. The three team nine man street fight, Robert Fuller, Jimmy Golden, Dutch Mantel, the stud stable versus the rock and roll express and Arn Anderson versus Bobby Eaton, Stan Lane and Tom Pritchard, the midnight express heavenly bodies combination. And we were going to have those guys, that same match in Knoxville and Johnson City two weeks later. And I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to beat the heels or beat the heels until those matches because I thought if we get some heat in, in Pikeville, we got time to show the finish on TV and come back and then everybody will get even in Knoxville and Johnson City and we'll, we'll prolong the program. And I sh- what I should have done was put the rock and roll and Arn over for the pop in Pikeville and then us jumped them and had Riggy Morton carried out or something to get some heat because it was a great match and the crowd was insane and they had already seen Tracy win the title, so they already had a big babyface win, you know, pop, but um, it, it, was a, it was a downer to have Dr. Tom with the loaded boot, I believe, on Hoot. Boom, one, two, three. And people were like, ah, we should have got the big blow and then got heat afterwards. So the one big booking mistake in my mind that I made, he thought was the best book show he had seen. So there you go. It's Some people like to have their balls nailed to a step stool. So Tracy Smothers was part of a big event for... Smoky Mountain Wrestling in a Bluegrass Brawl. He had really a lot of interesting matches, some solid matches. What about the latter match he had with the late Chris Candido going back to March of 1994? Yes, just on regular television on the Smoky Mountain Wrestling in that regional area, it was Tracy Smothers taking on Chris Candido. Bob Cardle, as well as Dirty Dutch Mantell, on the call for Smoky Mountain Wrestling. Uh, I don't think so. Here goes, I don't agree with you on that. Right here goes Smothers again. You don't have to agree He's with setting me. that ladder up again. He's going to make an effort to get that $2,500. Candido here goes up the ladder. Here comes Candido. And he was just a little slow, Dutch. He only liked an inch or two, and he would have had it. At least he would have had that envelope out from under that pin on that rope. And now down in the corner, Smothers with Candido's foot right across his throat as he had his head on that bottom rope. Candido going to use the ladder. Tracy's mother's hard to that ladder. Let's see if Candido now is going to make an effort. No, he's going to use it as a battering ram. Watch out, Smothers. Here it comes. Dutch. Well, these men. This is, this is dangerous. I, I tell you, this, this is something to watch. Well, Bob, why do you think this is supposed to be? Yeah, but Locker I mean, room? You, don't, you don't want to see anybody lose a limb or... I get put out of professional wrestling forever, lose a career well, let me tell over you, $2,500. Well, let me tell you, Bob, when these guys go into the ring, I don't care if it's Smoky Mountain or anywhere, when you go into the ring in the professional wrestling business, you can expect injuries and you can expect almost any match could be career-ending. Actually, you could, you could end your own career by blowing your knee out. A lot of things could happen. And we see right now, Candido leveling Tracy Smothers right now with a beautiful, beautiful suplex. I need, yeah. I need to rate that one. How I need to rate? rate that move. 
Throw, throw it up there. That's a great move. All right, and how would you rate that? Nine points. 9-5, I just wrote it down and the camera come in. Great move by He's Chris Gandy. Go again, and that time it was blocked by the wildlife. Belly to belly that time from Tracy Smothers. Hey, Dutch, who can this mystery partner be the Cornets bringing to face Bob Armstrong? Well, it could be a WWF star. It could be an international star. The Cornets said it could be even somebody from outside of wrestling. Yeah, I don't know whether he means like a, a boxer or a heavyweight boxing champion or who he might bring in. Could be karate guy, yeah. Judo guy, yeah. Could be anybody. Baseball anybody. player, Michael Jordan. Could be a lot of people. Under oh, the ladder. Did he and slam? Smothers slam to it. Okay, Candido noted for his. Uh, somebody. Very, very high risk maneuver right here, and this could be extremely dangerous because it's Candido who hits that ladder right on his knee, Dutch. That's what we talked about. You can blow a knee out like that. First of all, I have to question the rationale and the sanity of that move. Now, I've said time and time again, sometimes windows of opportunity have to open in a match, and you have to get right on it. Candido, he went to that window just a little too late. He gave Smothers time to recover, and right now, not only did he miss... Uh, Smothers, he landed on the ladder, and now Smothers got a second oh, win. and Tracy Smothers is irate. And he is really upset, Dutch. Watch him. He's going to try to take all of his anger and all of his feelings out on Candido now. And in the corner, up over Candido. This could be punishment. Punishment time for Candido. One, two, left. Hey, right. you can count. Count. Right. Being a doctor, I guess you could count. Yes, right? I can count. I'm a mathematics major, too. There's nothing a lot I can't do. is in some serious, serious trouble right here. And we mentioned all along with that ladder the top. how extremely dangerous it is. Here comes Smothers with a double axe handle. And he caught him right high on the head with it, and now Candido to the mat. I don't know whether Smothers is going to try to punish him more than try to get that money. He's not going to go to the ladder well, to I the top ropes again, Dutch. Well, I think when here he comes. The shoulder block off the top. Now he's got, he's got really Candido exactly where he wants him. He's got him neutralized, so to speak, and there goes the ladder right up in the middle of the ring. He's going to make another attempt for the envelope and the $2,500. They're oh. both going up. They're both going up. Candido one side, smothers the other. Wait, Candido both, up both on top. They're fighting on the ladder. Can you Wait believe that? About eight feet above the ring. Wait a minute. They aren't going to suplex him from there, to be sure. He's trying to suplex him off the and ladder. And there goes Candido. Oh, face and first. It, wait a minute. And it looks like Smothers got the money. We well, got a winner. We got a winner, Tracy Smothers, the winner here. And the ladder match referee, Mark Curtis, holding his hand up. Candido upset. Ducks. Wait a minute, he's attacking Smothers. Yeah, he got it from behind, and he grabbed the envelope he's... with the money. Candido got it, stomping down Smothers as he had Smothers down. Goes back to get the ladder, folds it up. He's going to use the ladder again as the weapon. Just slams it down on Tracy Smothers. Mr. Connell, I'm not worried about that money right now. It's Chris Candido's hide that I want. Let me tell you something, Candido. All the fans in Dungan, Virginia, and the millions of people watching this show right now saw me kick your butt, and I deserve that $2,500. But... Bluegrass Brawl, Pikeville, Kentucky. That is my town. That's a very lucky town for me. We got a lot of ladder matches coming up, and I guarantee you this. By the good grace of God and the support of the fans, the South is going to rise again in Pikeville, April 1st. Thank you, Mr. Well, well, the thoughts there from Tracy Smothers. 
And by the way, a lot of this action you can watch on the WWE Network, like that Smoky Mountain Wrestling, <laughs> that ladder match. Uh, you have to see this for yourself because in Smoky Mountain, Chris Candido and Tracy Smothers were battling for $2,500. It was a check that was on a clothesline. Have you ever seen a clothesline where there's this long line that goes from one end to the other and you put your clothes on it? That's what they had in on this particular TV taping. Just a long string, a long rope, and they tied a check to it, an actual check, not an envelope, just a paper check. And they tied it to this this uh, this thing, this long rope. And, you know, Tracy Smothers won. Chris Candido stole the check. And uh, so Tracy Smothers are looking for some revenge. Really interesting times in wrestling. Tracy Smothers would find his way to Extreme Championship Wrestling as part of the FBI. Very entertaining. Comedic tag team with Little Guido as well as Tommy Rich and Tracy Smothers. It was a very entertaining tag team for ECW. Tracy Smothers had some really good matches in ECW, including a match against Taz on Hardcore TV back in Tracy Smothers falling short against Taz, but many did during his run with ECW. Well, Tracy Stanton Smothers, born September 2nd, 1962, in Springfield, Tennessee, passes away the cause of lymphoma. Guy had a terrific career going back to 1982. Graduated from Springfield High School where he played football and golf and wrestled and wrestled in the Memphis Territory, wrestled in Florida, wrestled in WCW, the WWF. We're not even going to play you the embarrassing Freddie Joe Floyd character that he had. Really, really sad. Um, And had some time in Extreme Championship Wrestling for a couple of years and on the independent circuit for quite some time. Just a survivor in the business. And everywhere you turn, you hear great things about how wonderful Tracy Smothers was as a brother in the locker room to so many in professional wrestling. What a terrific story that Tracy Smothers was for professional wrestling. A survivor, as I mentioned, uh, all throughout the territories, including Ozark Mountain Wrestling. Yes, this man was in the state of Arkansas regionally as he won so many championships. He won a ton of regional championships. Of course, part, as I mentioned, part of WCW. But there he was just igniting feuds and had a great gift to gab and a terrific promo. Even 
in Ozark Mountain Wrestling. Wow. This is flamboyant Freddie Fargo here, standing in Arkansas, and I want to tell you people, I think you're despicable. I hate you. I hate everything you stand for. I hate you blood-leeching, blood-suckers out there in this welfare state. And I hate what you've done to this country. And I hate the fact that you've sent us a hillbilly up to Washington that's turned the White House into a frat house. Him and his bunch of bullheaded bumblers. Now, that's a shoot interview. Now, I want to tell you people what I really think of the South. You people are the most ungrateful leeches I have ever met in my life. you got to learn another new word. It's called job. J-O-B. It's what you get when you get off your fat hindsights, walk down to the unemployment office, make out a few papers, and they give you a time card. Now I want to address the children of Arkansas, because you're the future of this state. I want you to look right now at your old man and your old lady sitting on the couch. Give me that stinking mic. Hey, if you don't like these people in Jonesboro, Arkansas, if you don't like the South, Freddie and Fargo, you can get your stinking butt back up to New York City. Well, let me tell you something, Tracy Smothers. This man ain't going anywhere, and I'll tell you why. Because I love coming out to this spot every week and making fun of these people because they deserve it. They're the leeches of America. This is a welfare state, and you're coming out here sticking up for it? You dead gum right I am, buddy. Let me tell you something. I was born in the South. I was raised in the South. And I'll die in the South. And it'll be a cold day in July. Flamboyant Freddie Fargo. Another thing, all these people out here know you're disgracing the Fargo name because a fabulous Jackie Fargo is the only Fargo around here. Now, now. Since you want to get it down on the South, I'm challenging you, any of your boys, anybody you got, I'll represent the South. I'm your Huckleberry. I'm the one to come to, big boy. Bring somebody to me, man. Bring that stuff to me. Well, I'll tell you what, Tracy Smothers. I refuse to come out here and get into a battle of wits with a man who thinks a master's degree is something that Abraham Lincoln outlawed. So if you want to challenge me, which I believe you're doing, I'm, I'm going to look you right in the face and say, anybody from the North can beat anybody from the South. And if, if you're man enough, you show up right here next week. I'll put one of the spiders in there because they come from Webb City, which is just outside the Bronx. And I say to you, he can pin your shoulders. One, two, three in the middle of the ring. Hey, Freddie Fargo, I speak for all the people in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I'm sick of hearing your stinking mouth. I'll be here next week, and you spiders, I'm going to be on them like a duck on a June bug.